live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. All right, welcome everybody. Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We're excited about tonight's schedule. Thank you to everyone that was in our first hour. It's happening in sports with Coach Rob Ambrose, also Oliver Luck, also um, Steve Thornton. We appreciate you being on, along with my co-host Tim Moore and Duck Riley. Let me welcome in Duck Riley. Uh, your mic is open. Duck, how are you? Well, well, precious. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Um, Tim Moore will be with us soon. Steve Thornton, how are you? Can you hear me now? I got you. I got you. Okay. You sound like okay. Verizon. Got the, got the, Can you hear hey, me now? I got some new headphones. And All right. No problem before. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Technology is a beautiful now. thing. Yeah. It is. When it works. It is. All right. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Jay Hayes. Hey, Princess. How are you? Doing really good, sir. Thank you for being on. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Will Lewis. Hello. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope you had a good weekend. That's right. Hail to Pitt, Will Lewis. Hail let's, to Pitt. Let's go Mountaineers. <laughs> let's go Mountaineers. <laughs> you just couldn't all, leave it alone, huh, Doug? No, all, couldn't leave it alone. All Bearcats. Oh, that's right. That was last week. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this group right what here. What high school did West Virginia play this weekend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were scheduled with, for the uh, the Jets, but Buffalo asked if they could play them. Wow. Wow. Oh, <laughs> That's a good one. Ricky Porter, how are you, sir? Hey, Princess. How you doing? What's up, doing fellas? really good. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. He says, hey, Princess, how you doing? <laughs> oh, boy. Don't, don't, Princess. Don't, 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 Princess. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's get started. <laughs> All right. Uh want to uh, talk about um, we're going to open mic. I'm, I'm going to propose a question this time because I want to start with Jay Hayes. I want to talk about a little bit what's going on with Mel Tucker with Michigan State. Yeah. Uh, really sad to see. Um, you know, I, I've known Melvin since he was a player at Wisconsin uh, when I used to coach there. And uh, really, um, you know, one of the first people, I guess, he went to about getting in the coaching was me. And uh, I, you know, told him, hey, you know, it's it's a good thing to do. Uh, And, you know, I just don't – it's hard for me to fathom uh, what has – all transpired other than, you know, just made a very grave mistake, it sounds like, and uh, he's going to pay dearly for it, sounds like, to me. Um, I know you're innocent until proven guilty, but it doesn't doesn't sound good um, for uh, what's all going to come down the pike here for him. Okay, uh, Will, your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, extremely unfortunate, and then certainly the legal process will play out. And I think everybody can have, you know, some uh, uh, early uh, opinions on what they think took place, but you really don't know uh, the facts, you know, at, at the moment. It, it's kind of a he said, she said. Um, yeah, you know, and, and some of the typical questions come up uh, when you talk about it, like uh, how long – what kind of relationship did they have in the past? Because it sounds like there was a relationship that was ongoing. Um, it did sound like this was a conversation that was, uh, I guess, private at some point. Um, you know, but I guess the, the nature of the of the conversation uh, is really what this is all about. Um, and then e- even at that extent, um, how much of it was consensual at one point, or was it ever? consensual so i think those are some of the questions that have to have to actually get to you know i guess be defined and 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 be determined to actually figure out um you know where it all went wrong you know i mean in terms of being legal or in his case because there's a clause in his contract um i guess uh uh, being moral or not being moral so i guess there's a lot of things that kind of have to be uh answered before you can actually figure out you know if a guy is guilty or if this is uh, a money grab on on the uh, other side's part. So a lot of stuff to be determined. Okay. I want to come to you, Ricky, because a lot of times we know once stuff is out there like this, how hard is it for him to get another job? You know, Doc, this, this, this whole situation, you know, us get, you know, getting caught up in things like this as, as coaches and things like this, it just, it just sets me back a little bit when I think about it. Uh, yes, it's gonna it's gonna be difficult. Uh, no, you know you can't unring the bell, so to say. And when something like this happens, you, you your heart kind of goes out for him. If you know if he is found guilty of it, but then also you know if he's not, then you look at the repercussions of not, you know, maybe not being able to get another job. Or like I said, you can't unring the bell. Or some people say where there's smoke, there's fire. Was You know, was something going on? So whether he gets off or doesn't get get off on it, on this situation, it's just uh, unfortunate that um, you get caught up in this. I mean, we all make mistakes. We all do things. And you just wonder sometimes, um, you know, I'm sure people do learn from their mistakes and some people don't. Now, I don't know if this has, you know, been an ongoing thing or something that he's done in the past, um, but uh, I guess we just got to let the powers of be, let this thing work itself out, and hopefully if uh, everything gets cleared up, you know, maybe this one time you can, you know, you might be able to unring the bell and and, and hopefully uh, he did, does get someone um, to look at him again or – you know, I don't know. It's, it's just a tough situation. It's very unfortunate that, that these things happen, um, you know, when you get these great opportunities. So, Precious, uh, it, it's been pretty quiet as far as the players are concerned. Now, listen, I missed something. Your thoughts? My, my thoughts are that um, the, the lady that filed the grievance against Mel Tucker for sexual harassment was a sexual misconduct activist and has spoken um, a couple of times to um, the team. 
I'm concerned about that. I'm also concerned that the governor of Michigan has weighed in on this because that's a state school and she's a graduate of Michigan State. I think this thing may get a little ugly before it gets um, or gets worse um, soon. But I'm sad that Mel Tucker, you know, um, I think the highest paid football coach ever in college football at $98 million, um, you know, just made some poor decisions. You know, and other than that, I don't know if we know any more. Um, but she was a sexual misconduct act, you know, activist, and she filed a grievance against them. And Oliver Luck brought up something that was key, and that is that, which Jay Hayes has talked about several times, and that this is a violation of Title IX. Um, this is going to get worse, I think. Okay, uh, Steve, uh, you, you're married, you, you have a family. Your thoughts? I, 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 I commented to someone earlier today that, you know, it was really, really poor judgment on his part. Um, but, you know, I have read some things where apparently they they had some type of a relationship, right. a consensual relationship. The details, uh, I don't know. I, I, you know. Who does know in any detail except the two of them? And their stories don't jive. Uh, he has admitted that I, I guess there was some type of relationship between the two of them. <laughs> I know this, and I'm not making light of it, but... They were, were they on the phone or was he FaceTiming her? <laughs> <laughs> he was I, FaceTiming. FaceTiming. Okay. That part kind of threw me at first. I was like, well, how did she know? But they were FaceTiming and, okay, there you go. And there, uh, I think there were a couple different. Say that again, Jay I think there were a couple different situations. One one time they FaceTimed, one time it was phone. But, you know, either way, it was not good. No. Yeah. Uh, bad, yeah. bad choices, poor decisions. Yeah. And, and Princess, I think uh, Coach still, Coach Saban still has him top, though, as far as uh, salary. No, I was just saying as far as African-American coach. African-American oh, by coach. far. <laughs> yeah. By far. You're absolutely right. Yeah. By far. But it, it's just very disappointing. And I will say this, too, is that the, the question was asked, will he find an opportunity again? Now, if he's a really good coach, and he seems like he is. I mean, I, I don't know him other than they had a good season a couple of years ago, but, but I think he will find another opportunity somewhere. When you look at guys like Bobby Petrino and Les Miles, you know, some, it may not be a high-profile Power Five school, but uh, give things a chance to cool off, and he'll he'll find a spot somewhere. He won't be making ten million dollars, nine and a half million dollars, but you know, I think he will get an, another opportunity. But uh, you know, he he appears to be in fight mode, so he doesn't feel like he has wronged her or or had you know any, done anything illegal to cause him to get to to be fired. So we'll see how it all plays out. But it, it's just really sad that it's in the news and we're talking about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim Moore is on too. Okay. Uh, Tim, you can kind of touch upon it a little bit. I know we did it last hour. So you kind of hear what most everybody said. So your thoughts on uh, Mel Tucker. Yeah. Uh, Steve talked about uh, Biker Bobby uh, Petrino. 
Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I had, thought, I had forgotten about that, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope he can get another job, but I know a lot of times it's not as, as easy for um, guys that are like him to uh, bounce back from these kinds of things the way that, um, uh, you know, Bobby Petrino did and, and a few others. Uh, however, um, I, the, the whole thing from what I've read, it's, it, it doesn't smell right. Um, some things that don't quite add up, um, but uh, I think the damage has been done. Um, once it hit the the newspaper nationally and and has gotten this kind of publicity, I think you know the university has moved uh, partially because of their past problems with the with the doctor and the female uh, uh, the athletes there at Michigan State uh, and his conviction. I think they felt it compelled to move forward. And even though the uh, the chairman of the uh, board of trustees wrote a letter, uh, according to what I read. Uh, supporting Tucker um, a few months ago, uh, this moved forward. So I think this is some, some real heavyweight stuff. It's moved past the athletic department, uh, maybe even past the president's office. Um, so uh, it's pretty far down the road, and it's a sad situation. Okay, and and Tim, hold on. That, that doctor you, you're referring to, um, he was not only – Sued in sexual harassment within the university, but with the Olympics, the the gymnastic team. Um, That's right. So That's right. and and it all came back to Michigan State, and Michigan State paid out money. So I don't know if they want to go down this road road again. Um, and it seems like they had a relationship. And I know I'm just making assumptions. I don't know for sure, but um, I don't think he just out of the blue do that on on Facetime with anyone. Yeah, and 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 two princes. I mentioned several several things just don't smell right. Um, and 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 Lord knows I I am not in favor of anybody uh, harassing or abusing women, but she uh, allegedly sent him two of them at the spring game this year, just a couple of months ago, uh, or a couple of months before she filed this suit. So I'm I don't know, just something doesn't smell right about it. Can I, can I say something, Doctor, about the whole thing? Um, I, I don't know if you guys how much you read of it, but when how she became this advocate for um, sexual abuse, she was a 24 year old mother of two, and mm-hmm. said she got gang raped at Oregon State. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've been around that kind of stuff for a long, long time, right? Just parties, all of us, right? Been college mm-hmm. football players. And if a mother of two was at a party at 24 years old, you know, things are going to get out of hand. I'm just – Yeah. How, however she became this whatever she is, it seems, you know, yeah, she she had a bad thing happen to her, put herself in a bad place, and I, you know, those that's how all this stuff comes about. But, um, you know, like like people are saying, it's there's fishy stuff going on going on. Yeah, it on doesn't smell right. 
Yeah. And, you know, is she opportunistic? Uh, it, does she have bad luck? Uh, does she have bad judgment? You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah that's as right. an activist, as an activist, as you said, Tim, she can recognize the signs quicker than anyone. And she, if there were signs, why didn't she take herself out of this situation? Um, it seems like she continued with it. Um, and, you know, I, I agree with everyone on here. I, I think this is, oppor- you know, an opportunist for sure, but we just don't know. But either way, poor decision by Mel Tucker, and right. we are here, and um, a, a career is on, on a standstill at best right now. Okay. Oh, he's gone. Uh, he's gone. What we're going to do, I'm going to uh, jump over to Will Lewis, and I want Will Lewis' uh, top five college football teams this weekend. Okay. For me, um, I mean, the, the obvious change was at uh, two or three, and that was Alabama jump, dropping out of it. But other than that, still uh, Georgia and Michigan, um, still rolling with Ohio State, and I think settled on a quarterback. Um Here's where it gets a little dicey because I'm still rolling with USC and, um, you know, then FSU or, or Texas. So that's really my top six. Okay. I, 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 I'm I sure you must have uh, talked to Ricky about adding another one, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're great minds, man. Great minds. Think alike. Okay. All right, Tim. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mine's, mine's shaking up because I had the LSU and Alabama in my top five at the beginning. So mine's shaking up quite a bit. I've got Georgia number one, Florida State number two, uh, Texas number three, Penn State number four, and Michigan number five. Okay, uh, Precious? I have Georgia number one, Michigan two, Texas number three, Penn State number four, FSU five. All right, Steve. Okay, uh, like everyone else, I picked Georgia number one, Texas number two. <laughs> then I'll go USC, Ohio State, and Florida State. Okay, Jay Hayes. Uh, Georgia, Florida State, Texas, SC. Okay. I'm getting lost right. with all the Penn State stuff. <laughs> All right, uh, Ricky. I'm with you, Ricky. <laughs> uh, Duck. I'm gonna go with uh, Georgia, Michigan number two. I'm gonna move Florida State up one spot to number three. Um, I'm gonna move Texas into that fourth spot, and I'm gonna have USC um, at number five. Good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. I want to stay right with you, Ricky, because I want to know about that. Uh, I got the wrong game. No, oh, I want to talk about the Notre Dame and NC State game this past week. Your thoughts? Um, I, yeah, well, you know how I am with Notre Dame. I'm, I was impressed with them. Um, you know, they took care of business. Uh, they had the, they got the transfer right, the Heisman Trophy candidate. Um, yeah, Hart, yeah. Hart, Sam Hartman. Yeah. Okay. Right. And, uh, I mean, I was impressed with them and uh, everything that they did. Um, I think they're looking solid. I mean, I like this coach. You know, I'm I'm kind of a 
because of my son, kind of a homer when it comes to Notre Dame, and I just always have liked the school. So, but they did nothing to change my mind about them as far as you know in a bad direction. So I'm I'm just going to say that I was impressed with Notre Dame. They took care of business and they did what they needed to do. All right, uh, Jay Hayes. Yeah, I thought they played well uh, under the conditions, the weather delays that they had to endure, uh, and came out and you know were handled the situation and and took control of the game, even though it took several hours. Um, you know they they showed their dominance in in the game. Uh, people you know prior to the game thought maybe North Carolina State could give them a better game and wasn't the case. Okay. Uh Will. Um yeah, not always having been a, a Notre Dame fan, I, I kinda pull for this team now, you know, and hope that uh, Coach Freeman has a has a successful tenure there as well. But um that being said, the quarterback Sam Hartman um does a great job with executing. Um you know, he had the four touchdowns, uh at, at, in one case took him three plays, uh, they went 76 yards, scored a touchdown. So Notre Dame, and they also ran the ball well. So Notre, to me, Notre Dame has been balanced and explosive on uh, offense. And I think as the quarterback goes, so goes Notre Dame. Okay, Tim. Yeah, I think uh, Notre Dame's pretty good, actually, uh, especially with, um, with Hartman, at quarterback. Uh, we'll find out um, how good. Um, either next, I think it's next week when Ohio State comes to uh, South Bend. Um, but uh, they were pretty impressive, I thought. Okay, precious. The same as everyone else. I was impressed with Sam Hartman, and, and I think it was De Hayes that pointed out that they had a long delay, rain delay. Um, they were still able to come back, come out, and um, yeah, and they did it, you know, at NC State. So, um, good game, and I and I'm. Looking forward to see what Marcus Freeman can do with this team and Sam Hartman as his quarterback. I see. Well, I hate to sound like a broken record, but uh, so be it. Uh, I, I'm really rooting for the coach, for Freeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I just root for him. And and I, like so many have said, I grew up watching Notre Dame on TV on Sunday morning when I when I could stay home from church. But um, I, I'm not a big <laughs> Notre Dame fan, but they have a man, both uh, literally and physically playing quarterback. I think Hartman's 24 years old. And, and I say that in jest, but the experience and the exposure that he has had already, I mean, he's just he, – he, he's, he's pro-ready. I don't know if he will be a prolific pro quarterback or anything, but shoot, you could pluck him out and put him in a, on an NFL team, and I think he would he would do pretty well because he has seen so much, you know, in his career already. But proud of Notre Dame, proud of the coach, and someone mentioned the running game. Um, they've got a couple of not three running backs, I think, that are, are very productive. So they've got that balance there, but we'll see what happens when they get play the really stiff competition and uh, you know good luck <laughs> good luck to me. I am going to stay with you Steve because I want to talk about uh, Utah Baylor what about that game man I had picked <laughs> Utah and they won but they barely won 
And mm-hmm. the last play of the game might have been interfering in the end zone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had picked Utah to win. I'm not sure what exactly is going on with Baylor. Uh, you know, they, they lost the first game of the season to Texas State, I think, uh, and then came back and lost again against uh, Utah. But Utah's got did, has anybody noticed the brother that plays quarterback for Utah? I think his name is Nate Johnson. I can't. Nate Johnson? Oh, man. Yeah. Great athlete. He, he Great is athlete. a blur. He is a blur. Just, you know, he's a freshman, too. So he's, he's just learning the game at that level, but extremely impressed with his speed and, uh, you know, just, you know, to work on his passing ability, which seems to be there, too. Uh, I don't think he started the games, but has obviously played a lot. Their, their starter has been hurt. Uh, but this kid is, is, is tough, and I look for big things from him, uh, you know, as the season progresses and as his career progresses at Utah. I, I really – he's fun to watch. He is really fun to watch. Okay, Jay Hayes, Utah Baylor. Yeah, uh, Utah was able to finish the game, um, came back and and, uh, uh, beat uh, Baylor uh, at the end. Um, You know, Baylor uh, was able to get the ball and uh, throw a Hail Mary. Um, Was it interference? Probably, but... You know, it's one of those situations. It's the last play of the game, and I, I think the official did the right thing by keeping the flag in his pocket. Um, you know, because it was just one of those one of those plays that you don't want to do do that. I mean, the game was at Baylor, so it wasn't like uh, that. It was at Utah, and that, that happened. So. Um, you know, I I think Utah, like like I said last week, you know they just have um, their their team. They know how to play games, and and they have a, a just the fabric of their of their team is such that they're tough guys minded, a tough minded team, and they can go into a lot of environments and play well and win. And um, that's what they did uh, in the Baylor game, um, you know. Uh, and heck, they they may have found themselves two pretty good quarterbacks uh, because their their main quarterback still has not played because of his ACL injury. But uh, they they right, are yeah. a good. Team. They are a good team. Okay, Will. Um, yeah, I think just like uh, you know everybody was saying, um, you know Utah has found ways to to win, um, and you know on the positive side of it. On the negative side, this is probably a, a classic case of underestimating your quarterback-less opponent because Baylor lost their quarterback last week in in the game they lost to to uh, Texas State. Um, they mm-hmm. lost their they lost their quarterback. So you go into this game thinking they don't you know they lost to this team. They lost their starting quarterback, so I think it's a Utah team that kind of uh, underestimated these guys. They played, came out and played, played pretty hard. 
Um, Utah had to score two touchdowns in the final two minutes to pull pull this game out, um, but they managed to to get it done. And uh, I think good teams, you know, figure out a way to get that done. And just like everybody else said, the the young quarterback who really is their third quarterback is a guy that's uh, you know extremely exciting. And I think he was like a high school track star as well. So he's got uh, unlimited speed. Um, but they are waiting for Cam Rising, their, their normal starting quarterback, to come back. And then we'll see what Utah is. Okay, uh, Ricky, Utah Baylor. Duck, I, I didn't see this game. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I did pick them to win it, um, Utah to win the game. But I think Jay said something that kind of stuck out with me is that Utah is is built – believe it or not, to go in places and be able to beat teams. Um, I mean, it, it, a lot of times it doesn't matter, uh, doesn't matter what type of team they may have that year, but a game where you don't think they have a chance or whatever, uh, they seem to play well when they go into other people's backyard. So it it, it kind of turned out the way I expected it to, and, um, you know, that's just the type of team Utah is, just a kind of a gritty team that's just going to find a way, so... Uh, Precious. Yeah, I kind of agree with everyone. Um, Will said it best is that, you know, Utah scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes up until that. They they hadn't gotten in the end zone. They only had six points. So they were gritty, They and that's what they did. I thought they did take them for granted, Baylor, um, because of their losses um, to that team and, of course, their quarterback. But um, give Utah credit for pulling it out at the end. All right, Kim. Yeah, Duck, all I saw was highlights, but um, I was surprised at how close the ball game was given that Baylor had gotten beat, you know, the week before by a team that nobody expected to, to uh, compete with them. And then uh, Utah had had that impressive win over Florida, although Florida looked terrible. It was the worst-looking Florida team I'd seen in years in terms of just the way they presented themselves on the field. Um, We're but, still talking um, about that. <laughs> okay. Now everybody uh, on here knew once you said that that I was going to say something. I was going to open up my mic. Yeah, I was waiting. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Utah, um, Utah. I was surprised at how close the ball game was. I'll, I'll put it put it that way. Yeah. All right, Tim. I'm going to come back to you. Stay with you with uh, Matt Rule versus Deion Sanders. Uh, that one kind of caught me off guard too. Um, I, I thought that was going to be a really good ball game because Nebraska's defense was playing really strong uh, in the first uh, first half of the game, actually, uh, particularly the first quarter. And um, you know, I was thinking, okay, now we're going to find out what Shadua really has. Um, and uh, I'm still, you know, I, st- I still think, you know, I'm waiting to see him play against a really good defense. Because I don't think big, that uh, even in the Big Ten, Nebraska is uh, a really good team yet. But um, he's a great athlete, and he he can make all the throws. He's got the talent, uh, and man, they've got some great skill players. Man, this guy Weaver, that wideout, is I, I, I'm really impressed with him. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of keep my eye on Colorado. They've already done more than what I expected they would do. Okay. Uh... Ricky, you, you know, Doc, um, I'm not going to say I'm a Colorado fan or I'm jumping on the bandwagon or anything like that, but I'm very impressed 
with um, with Colorado and and how they played. Um, that was kind of going to be my open mic thing too because I'm a little it bothers me a little bit that and I know he brings Dion brings a lot of attention to himself, but it's it's you know when you hear the naysayers and the people that you know still are talking and you know having questions about how he's doing things and you know it's always something with it and I don't know if Dion loves that and wants wants that, but I wish he didn't just let him coach and let him, you know, let that team do what they do. I think the good thing about them, though, is that if they were kind of a borderline team, not sure on what, what they have, believe it or not, uh, wins and winning the way they're doing and doing that, they're going to start even playing even better, I think, because they're going to start playing over their head now. They're going to play better than they probably really are because you're going to have some, some kids that's on the team they wasn't sure how good they were. And now they're going to start feeling more confident and whatever. And uh, Shador, is, he, you know, he's proven that he could play at this level. Uh, he's had two great games. I think uh, it's like any athlete, you want to keep putting up those numbers and keep winning um, and doing the right thing. So I, I believe that he's going to, this team is going to be good and solid. I don't know how far they're going to go, uh, but I could see them winning – uh, a few more games and uh, maybe, you know, talking about them a lot by the end of the season if they keep it going. Will Lewis. Yeah, I think this was a uh, a major uh, stepping stone for, for CU because Nebraska came out and kind of punched them in the mouth, uh, at least from a, a defensive perspective. I mean, the, Nebraska played really good defense against these guys. And then CU, CU the week before – one against TCU with a bunch of big plays uh, in this game, especially the first half, it was grinded out, grinded out, and you kind of had to show that you had a little bit more toughness uh, to overcome some of the adversity because, um, like I said, Nebraska's defense was playing well against them. Um, but, you know, a, a good team, again, finds a way uh, to win, whether it's, you know, ugly, pretty, you know, explosive, grinded out. You know, they, they keep doing it. And I think that's what um, Colorado learned this week is is uh, – different ways of, of winning games. And, uh, you know, if you just kind of stay the course, keep banging, keep punching, you got a chance to overcome some stuff. And, and that's what they did in the second half. They, they showed their dominance. Um, they had the, the playmakers uh, step up. Um, I think uh, we mentioned earlier, somebody mentioned earlier about uh, Weaver, the, the, the uh, South Florida transfer, who was, has been fabulous for the post couple weeks. Um, Travis Hunter showed up, and, and really what they showed is that they had other guys other than Travis Hunter on offense and defense that could show up and make plays. And then uh, I think the quarterback really showed, uh, you know, a little bit more because uh, when things weren't going well, he still hung in there, took some hit, and, and kept on battling, and they uh, end up uh, pulling away in the second half. So I think CU learned a lot about themselves. Okay. Uh, uh, coming to you, Steve, next, uh Guys, we're going to have to cut uh, most of our answers down to uh, at least 60 seconds. So I'm going to uh, stay with you, Steve, Colorado, Nebraska. Hey, ain't hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just say this. You know, I've been exposed to Dion a lot being here in the Dallas area. He used to live here. And uh, yeah, I, I like what he has done and what he is doing. There are some very tough games down the road. And we'll see how it all works out. What I like about what he has done is he's had, he has made these guys believe 
they can win. Every time they step out on the field, he, they think they can win, and they're going to win a lot of games. And I saw his son play in high school when when he was the uh, he was at, he was at uh, Cedar, Trinity Christian Academy at Cedar Hill, Texas. And Dion was the OC; he was the offensive coordinator for that team. And I knew then this kid had skills. And one thing that we haven't seen him do too much of because he can sling the rock is he can run. I like it that he hasn't done a lot of it. But uh, and he has shown he can be a pocket quarterback, and I'll leave it at that. I, I won't I won't ramble too much with it. But uh, you know they coming. <laughs> they they're here. Hi, Jay. Yeah, it, it was a good game. Uh, I was uh, pleased with how they played. Um, you know, I think they're going to have a test this week. Colorado State is a rival game for them. And over the years, I don't know that Colorado State is doing is very strong this year yet. A good friend of mine is the head coach there, Jay Norbell. Um, but I know traditionally uh, Colorado State has given CU a hard time, and uh, they better not be, you know, looking down the road at SC and Oregon and all those other games they have coming. They have some tough games coming up. Uh, but uh, this Colorado State game could be a trap game for them. <clears throat> so, uh, But I, I was really pleased with how they played. Just overall, guys showed up. They didn't panic. Uh, they were able to um, – just take over the game eventually, and it was not not close. Okay, uh, uh, Princess. Um, I'll just say that they made adjustments in the second half. I like to see that um, they manage expectations for game two, and the old lady in the locker room who says, "Give me my theme music." <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, Francis. Uh, uh, Selkers, everybody. Uh, Texas, Alabama, Francis. Uh, Texas didn't didn't um, didn't back down, and they scored. I think they scored twenty one points in the in the fourth quarter. Um, so they were able to withstand the the crowd. They were able to withstand Nick Saban. I thought Sarkeesian out out coached him, and I thought that um, the quarterback Quinn Ewers and his wide receivers running game um, took over, and they were able to come out with the win. All right, Tim? Yeah, they uh, they matched them athlete for athlete. In fact, Texas athletes may be a little bit better than Alabama's. Uh, I was thoroughly impressed with them. Um, they should have beat them last year, but uh, it looks like Sarkeesian's system has really kicked in. Uh, he had a tremendous game plan. And his athletes were just as good, if not better, than Alabama's. Uh, just a strong performance all the way around. Okay, uh, uh, Ricky. Uh, real quickly, Duck, I would say um, Texas dominated, very dominating, and Bama was very disappointing. Um, it, it, as Tim said, I started thinking about that about midway through the game. Is this a decline of Alabama, or are people just starting to get athletes as good or better than them? So that's what I started thinking when I kept seeing, like, Alabama usually take a couple blows and they come back and blow you out. They, they, you know, they didn't get up off the canvas, it seemed like. So um, 
Um, I was disappointed in Alabama and Texas dominated them. It's been I, 10 uh, years. It's okay if Bama takes a step back. It's time. Well, I know, I, I know, I know. Will, you probably didn't get to watch until after halftime watching Duke and West Virginia. But go ahead, let's talk about Texas, Alabama. I thought oh, youth football was on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> it is, Will Lewis. I like you. I did. So uh, Texas and uh, Alabama, uh, it was it. It could have shaped up to be a little bit different, but I think Tim and Ricky both hit it right on the head. Texas has better players. This, and I don't know how often you've yeah. been able to say that about Alabama, but Texas had better players uh, both offensively and defensively. Um, defensively, Texas got after the, the quarterback. They got five sacks, so they kept that pressure on them. Uh, Texas quarterback, Ewers, was able to make uh, big plays early. Um, the quarterback, Jalen Milrow from Alabama, you know, I mean, had two touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions, um, you know, and then was kind of running for his life, uh, and they really couldn't control the ball. So, Bottom line, Texas has better players, and they were able to execute. All right, Steve. Hey, I'll give you a scary thought real quick. You know, I'm a UT fan. I root for them. But I am not so certain that we are seeing the demise of Alabama. Uh, The gentleman just spoke said, you know, uh, Jalen Milrow threw two interceptions, very untimely interceptions. If, yep. And if this kid can get his head wrapped around this position, he's going to be a beast. He's about 6'2", 220, and he is from Katy, Texas, down around Houston. But I say all that to say Saban will use that game to figure things out, and don't be surprised if they're not there at the end. At, 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 the, at the end, when they're having the playoffs, the Alabama might not be amongst the four. But happy for UT. Hope that they're on the rise. But see, they, they, I hope they don't disappoint me and go down the road and lose to to Kansas State or somebody. But we'll see what happens at the end. But happy for UT and don't bury Alabama yet. Bury him. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, here you go, Jay Hayes. Horns down. But anyway, here Texas. Texas is a mature team, and Alabama is a young team playing with those two offensive tackles and that young quarterback. They're just a young team. Uh, uh, Texas is like a fine wine that is aged. Uh, Their kids are older, and they have some grown-ass men on their defensive line. And they exposed those young tackles uh, for Alabama and made made that quarterback run for his life. But, uh, you know, I agree – Alabama will be back, um, but Texas has just got a, a more mature team. Okay, uh, Tim, September 16th game. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's dive into that. Uh, let's uh, go to Will Lewis, and uh, what do you think in South Carolina and Georgia, a border battle down there? Um, South Carolina, I think, uh, gave them some trouble last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I think in, in general, South Carolina uh, has a pretty good team uh, and certainly finished the uh, season well. Um, you know, last year, got off to a rocky start this first game versus UNC. But South Carolina will, will battle them early, but Georgia's going to have too much of everything, and Georgia will win. Okay. Uh, Coach Hayes, uh, what do you think in South Carolina and Georgia? Uh, I think Georgia. You know, I 
South Carolina earlier in the year kind of, you know, didn't didn't finish and I, I don't see them getting that much better that they'll even give Georgia a game. Okay, Steve Thornton, what are you thinking, South Carolina and Georgia? Uh, I got to go with Georgia, even though they've been eating cupcakes the last two weeks. South Carolina will offer them a little bit of a meal in the first half maybe uh, once they, they figure things out playing a, uh, a more talented team. I mean, they beat Tennessee Martin and they beat Ball State. So the cup, cupcake time is over, and so now they have to play a real team, but I still think they'll win. Okay, Rick Porter, what are you thinking, the defending national, two-time national champs playing uh, South Carolina? Tim, I think it's going to be a good game early um, just because of that that border down there that just separates them. I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, hype for the game. But I think eventually Georgia will outlast them and few at the end of the game to, to show their dominance. Uh, Duck, what are, you, what are you thinking is going to happen there? They, it, you know, it is a border battle. Um, so probably uh, some of these kids played against each other in high school. They know each other. Uh, what do you think? Georgia. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Princess, Princess, what do you think? Uh, South Carolina was down to Furman um, in their cupcake game last last week, so they came back to win by forty. But they were down to Furman fourteen to ten. I, I don't give them any hope, Georgia. Okay, let me stay with you. Uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers going into Chapel Hill, um, Big Ten against the ACC. What are you thinking? I'm picking Minnesota. Um, I'm tired of Tar Heels struggling with App State every year, so I'm just going to go Minnesota <laughs> just because. Okay, Ricky Porter, I'm going to come back to you. Uh, Mac Brown is a tremendous recruiter, uh, and it looks like after a couple of years he's starting to get some guys down there at Chapel Hill. Uh, what, what are you thinking there? Minnesota I'm, coming I'm down. Thinking, um, I'm thinking um, Carolina. I'm thinking they go to 3-0 and um this week after Minnesota. I think it'll be a good game, but I think uh, North Carolina will get them. Jay Hayes, what do you think of North Carolina and Minnesota at Chapel Hill? Uh, it, because the game is in North Carolina, I'll give at the edge to North Carolina. But they, if they give up a bunch of points, which they've been known to do, uh, with Gene Chizik's defense, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota – Eeks it out. Okay. Uh, Will Lewis, PJ's coming to town, rowing the boat. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think, uh, I think if uh, Minnesota is able to turn this into a, a, a physical game, then I think they've got a chance. But um, there's a lot of ifs there. And then the, uh, the quarterback, May, I, I think is, is, is pretty special. So I think UNC pulls it out. Okay. Uh, Steve Thornton, what are you thinking? Minnesota I'm thinking, and Chapel Hill. I'm thinking the University of North Carolina wins this one uh, and fairly handily, to be to be honest with you. Um, like I said, after they play App State and they they get over that shock, they'll they'll come back to earth and they'll realize they gotta, you know, what kind of football they need to play. But I'm picking the University of North Carolina over Minnesota. Okay, Steve, uh, you you're a quarterback. Uh, Washington has got a tremendous quarterback in Penix out there, the left-hander. Uh, they're going against the Michigan State team that's dealing with a lot of controversy on campus. What do you what do you think is going to happen there? Uh, uh, Washington. It's, it's okay. Much, and I said this earlier. 
even if there was nothing going on at Michigan State this weekend, I think this kid is really, really tough, Michael Penix Jr. And, uh, you know, I've always been enamored with lefties. I always wanted to be a left-handed guy. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of crazy. But uh, I think uh, I think Penix Jr. lifts them over, um, you know, over the other team. I think they win. Okay. I think they Coach Hayes. Okay, Coach Hayes, uh, Washington's uh, coming uh, to play against the Michigan State this week. Yeah, I I just think Washington will handle their business. Um, even though it's a long trip, I, I think they will. Michigan State is, will be in total disarray. Okay, uh, Ricky Porter, what are you thinking, Washington, Michigan State? So I, I think early on it'll be a battle because I think Michigan State is going to try to, you know, put all this behind them. That's going to be, you know, they're going to rally behind this to try to put it all behind them. But I think as the game goes on, uh, I think Washington edges them out at the end and uh, pretty much dominate the second half of the, the game and go on and win it. I don't think that, uh, you know, what they're using as inspiration is going to be enough uh, to beat them. Okay. Uh, Princess, what are you thinking? Um, Washington. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, like that. that was quick. Uh, Duck, Duck, what are your thoughts? Washington and Michigan State. Well, you you bypassed me on the UNC and Minnesota, but real quickly, oh, okay. people got to stop sleeping on App State, and I think UNC is going to teach Minnesota how to sing "Row, Row, Row Your Boat." So, <laughs> so, uh, and to answer the other question, Washington. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Will, did we get your uh, pick on Washington and uh, uh, Michigan State? Um, no, I mean, I, I think Washington certainly has uh, a uh, Heisman candidate at quarterback in, in Michael Penick, but I think Washington is also still well-versed across the, the board defensively as well. So um, I think Washington beats uh, Michigan State, I mean, by by 21 points. Okay, let mm-hmm. me stay with you, B, BYU and Arkansas. Um Arkansas. I think the uh, old dudes at BYU are about done. So, Arkansas. <laughs> uh, Jay Hayes, what do you think of BYU and Arkansas? Uh, I'll I'll take Arkansas. Okay, Steve, go on. Uh, BYU and Arkansas. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Ricky Porter, what are your thoughts, uh, BYU and Arkansas? They got off to a good start last year and they sort of faded midseason. Um, but they've got some athletes at Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. I see this as a high-scoring game, um, but I see uh, Arkansas outscoring them to win it. Okay. Uh, Princess, what are your thoughts, uh, you, uh, Arkansas and uh, BYU? I haven't seen either of these teams play this year. I'm just going to go Arkansas. Um, I can't do what Steve did, that whole Suey stuff. So. <laughs> That's that old Southwest Conference thing, you know, you got going there. <laughs> uh, and I will say Duff. that Arkansas has a man playing quarterback, yes, K.J. Does. Jefferson. Yes. He's a big dude. We'll see yes. what happens. Yeah. Uh, Duck, what are your thoughts, uh, BYU and uh, Arkansas Razorbacks? Yeah, I'm with I'm with Will. I think a lot of BYU players are waiting on that AARP card so they can travel. <laughs> right. Let's <laughs> go. Cool. Okay, we'll turn it over to you, Doug. All right. 
I want to stay with you. I'll stay with you, Tim. What pro, team, pro game did you watch this weekend at, down there? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tim. Last night. <laughs> um, for a little while, um, uh, the, the little, you know, obviously uh, losing uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a major setback. I don't think that Zach uh, can get it done for him. So I think they're going to have to go out and get another quarterback. But uh, that defense is legit. And I think their running game is legit, which is really kind of odd to me because they don't pass. I mean, they don't pass block all that well, um, but uh, they 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 look good in the running game. So that was the game that that I was really fixated on was the Jets and the Bills. Okay, uh, some good ones, but that was mine. All right, uh, thirty seconds, guys, because uh, we got to go to another show. Uh, Jay Hayes, what pro game did you watch? I, I watched Cincinnati and uh, Cleveland, and Cleveland beat the brakes off them. Uh, I watched uh, Pittsburgh and the Niners, and the Niners beat the brakes off the Steelers. Uh, I watched the game, uh, you know, the Giants and uh, uh, the Cowboys, and it was not a game. I was super disappointed in the in the uh, Giants with how they played. Um, and watched the game last night. Um, I, I, you know, was surprised that uh, the Jets were able to weather the storm. And uh, happy for him, but uh, surprised. All right, Steve, 30 seconds. What did you watch? How about them Cowboys? How about them oh, Cowboys? Oh, good. Okay. You know, I watched that one. And I, the game that really was intriguing was the San Francisco-Pittsburgh I was game. I was very disappointed in how Pittsburgh performed. I thought it would be much closer. And I actually thought Pittsburgh might upset them. But those were the two that I focused on. And, uh, you know, results are obvious. <laughs> okay, Will Lewis. So the main game for me really was the uh, Chargers game, uh, Chargers versus the uh, Dolphins game. Uh, in that game where Tua threw for like 460-something yards. Um, and then I, I read where the uh, everybody was calling for the head coach from the Chargers <laughs> to be fired. I don't know why they're trying to fire the head coach. They should just fire the defensive coordinator. Because if you're dumb enough to line up your DBs in man-to-man coverage on Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, yeah. then your ass needs to be gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so really, it was, to me, it was the defense coordinator who was uh, kind of screwed up that deal, not the head coach, man. So, well, I, I, I'll make Thank sure you, Carlos man. Carlos knows that. I hate Ricky. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Duck, I watched it. Uh, the Chiefs and the Lions, uh, I thought that was a good game. Um, I think the Chiefs are still, you know, going to be the Chiefs and be all right. But I was impressed with uh, one of my old teams, the Detroit Lions, and it looks like they're turning the corner and they're going to be competitive this year. So that was the game that I watched. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, Princess. Oh, no, no. I, wait a minute. Did you just, like, pause? Like you didn't want to ask me? (laughs) I listen to everybody else. I watched the Cowboys and the Giants. And talk about a high school team. The Giants didn't show up. That's the game I watched. And then I tried to root for Aaron Rodgers last night. Of course, (laughs) he gave me 90 seconds, and I was able to move on and go to bed. Um, that's cold, Precious. All right, take us out, Precious. Take us out. Tim Moore, I love you. Um, Doug Riley. <laughs> Thank you. Will Lewis, Ricky Porter, 
uh, Jay Hayes, Steve Thornton. Thank you all. I appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. All right. And this week, so. Hail to yeah. Pitt. Hail to Pitt. Oh, Corey's on. Playing that youth football game. <laughs> All right. Never had it so good. We'll get out of the way here. You guys have a great week. You too. You too.